chapter one, take two, two. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Chapter One, Take Two, the podcast where we read the book, watch the film, and discuss the adaptation. My name is Maddie. I'm Brianna, and that's not what we're doing this week. No, but that is still the... I wasn't telling you all I was just saying. Like, <laughs> I was like, like, welcome to the podcast where we do that normally, but not this week. Yes, this is a special episode because it is our Oscars episode for our season one fantasy, which we have just uh, wrapped up. The last episode we did was The Wizard of Oz. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get into our second season, but I'm also excited to look back at the season that was. Ha ha ha, what a good point. I'm your Oscar host tonight. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna roast into me? What is it? Ricky Gervais always gets asked back, even though he's such a dick to everyone. I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna roast you though. I appreciate that. You did roast us some delicious potatoes for dinner. That was, that was nice. Yeah. Thanks for that. You're welcome. And I was just painting our hallway in case you wanted to know about the the daily lives of Brianna and Maddie. I was just uh, in the mood for some comfort food. It has been a really hard few weeks. We don't actually often record episodes. Um, so current. Yeah, it's near the time that we're going to release them. We're usually a few weeks ahead just so that we can keep pacing with the reading and the and the watching the movies. And yep. uh, so we don't often talk about current events in the podcast, but um, man, uh, I'm American. I don't live in America. Uh, and... I live in New Zealand, mm. and I'm tuned in all the time to what's been going on since the murder of uh, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and uh, countless others. They have it, it just keeps it just keeps going. Yeah, it's been far too many. Any any death is tragic, but this is particularly horrific because it is just so brutal and unnecessary and based in pure racism and ignorance it's just really hard i uh i didn't used to always know how much privilege i had but mm. i think you just hear so many first-hand accounts when you start looking for them like when you start reading the first-hand accounts from black americans um and their dealings with the police and the microaggressions that they face on a daily basis and the stories are so consistent and the only way to dismiss that is to ignore an entire race of people who are saying they're facing injustice and that that's basically the foundation of the racism mm. the only thing it reminds me of is denying the claims of an entire gender of women yeah i feel like inequalities are often based because people don't want to acknowledge how horrific the problem really is. Well, I mean, the history of white supremacy has been the history of undermining the voices of black Americans and making their testimonies and stories something to distrust. And uh, that's that's true of women as well. Mm. As I would say white supremacy of the world, not just the States. Like even in New Zealand, we like to think we're above it all because um, we have quite a relaxed culture, but we have terrible treatment of the Māori and Pacific Islander people who, 
you know, lived in New Zealand long before uh, the Europeans did, long before they invaded. Yeah. Just sometimes I watch the news or um, read articles about, you know, the way that technology is advancing and how it's being used uh, to racially profile people. And I just feel like I am in one of the flashback scenes from season one of The Handmaid's Tale. And I'm slowly watching the rights of the people who Mm. are most vulnerable be taken away. Mm, Be stripped away, yeah. And I I don't know how to stop it. And I feel like the ball's already rolling and it's just going to keep rolling. Yeah. That's how I feel. I mean, we did... We did have a very important ruling in the Supreme Court this week um, with them ruling that sex does in fact include sexual identity uh, in in the protection of rights and the equal just equal rights protections. And that's incredible. So that means like transgender people and LGBTQA, the entire community uh, now have a legal avenue to pursue grievances um and that's great. And I mean, it's incredible. It is so incredible that the Supreme Court has ruled in favor of the LGBTQA community. Mm. And I'm so excited about that. Uh, I'm sad that there was, there were dissenting opinions from the Supreme Court. Yeah, six to three, wasn't it? Yeah. And I mean, that's... Those... It's better than the five to four for legalizing same-sex marriage. Hmm. So it's, it's bitter, but we've still got a ways to go. Absolutely. I'm very curious to see what not just America, but the world looks like. I don't know what kind of culmination the protests will lead to. They've been a long time coming and it's it's obvious that there's going to be a, a breaking point, hopefully for the better. I mean, there's parts of me that are optimists, but there's also parts of me that are realists. Like I never thought that Trump would be elected the president of America. And that was horrific the day we found that out but also I feel very grateful for Jacinda Ardern and the way that she has led New Zealand so it's it's hard this there's a lot of dark and a lot of light in the world and it's hard you can get consumed by the darkness sometimes Mm. I don't know I don't want the protests to stop I don't want the rioting to stop necessarily I I look to the future and I see either four more years of Trump or four years of Joe Biden, and I just feel Ugh. like we've got four more years of protests to do. That's yep. how I feel. I just feel like we are four years away from any meaningful change happening, and that's really depressing. I cannot believe that in the wake of all that we've seen in the last four years, the two candidates we have for the 2020 election of the United States for the presidency are two straight white men who are over the age of 60 and who have both been accused of sexual harassment. What? I don't know. Uh, I don't understand why a woman has never been the president of the United States. I don't know how that would have changed how things would have looked different in history. New Zealand isn't any better. We're on our third female prime minister. I don't know how many male prime ministers we've had. You just can't tell me in 200 years of history that there hasn't been a single qualified woman mm. who should have been president. Mm. Like, I just don't believe it. And well, if you no, believe that's it... that's not the case. Therein lies the sexism, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, we could talk about this all night. <laughs> but this isn't a political podcast, although sometimes everything I, feel... I do is political. Well, it can't. It's just who I am. I mean, people who say politics, um, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to talk about politics in their personal lives. Like that's their privilege. Yeah. To not have to not have to talk about politics is, uh, yep, shows that you don't have to worry about it. Um, but we are here to bring you some joy. And hopefully, to, make you laugh. Hopefully, make you laugh. I think. Throughout my entire life, even though I've never known what I wanted to do as a career, I don't know why I think of that in such a rigid form. Like, I could have been a clown. I could have been a stand-up comedian. I do enjoy stand-up comedy. But my point is that I've always wanted to and been very fulfilled by making others laugh. And I enjoy doing that with the beautiful woman that I love. Aw, shucks. (laughs) Um, so with that, um, hope you're still with us. Hope we haven't, um, brought you down too much. Stop turning your notebook over. I'm not supposed to see your answers. (sighs) Sorry. We haven't discussed, uh, what our decisions were for our, um, Oscar categories. I'm going to list them out for you now. Um, Brown will correct me in the order that we're going to do them. So I don't know. I just list them out. Fine. You list them out and then I will list the films that are up for um nomination great um so the first one we're going to cover is best addition to a storyline and that's where we're gonna decide which film added something that the book did not have or yeah no added something and that we really appreciated that either fleshed out the story more or gave more color or humor or beauty to the story that we came to love in the book I was a bit loose with that category because I Me found it quite too. hard. So, okay, good. We're on the same page. <laughs> we thought of the awards without thinking of whether or not we had any options. Um, hey. Number five is worst aging of a character, mm. which is just basically where they either aged a character down or aged a character up in a way that took away from the story. Then one third more. one we're going to cover is best imagination brought to life. Okay. So that's where we're going to talk about something that we really thought the film team did a good job of bringing uh the character design or the world design and the world building to life on screen uh even costume design those are all valid uh things to consider um number four is best casting for a protagonist (laughs) which is pretty self-explanatory so i'm gonna move on to the other two self-explanatory categories these are the biggest categories of the night these are this is the This is the best picture nomination. The pinnacle? The pinnacle of the Oscars? Yes, except for it's not the best picture because number five is worst film adaptation, which I think is a valid category and maybe uh, not a bad clutch. Um, Number one (laughs) is best film adaptation. Naturally, naturally. Yeah. The film's up for... I feel like it's funny because we have a book to film podcast, but this is a... We're doing Oscars for the film, but we have to because... We can't just... It's an adaptation podcast, so we can't just write the film. Yeah, of course, that makes sense. I just figured it out in my own process. Thank you. That's okay. Uh, Films up for nomination are Ella Enchanted, The Princess Bride, Inkheart, Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, Percy Jackson, The Sea of Monsters, (laughs) The Neverending Story. Not surprised you tripped up on that one. Why? Well, I would say that movie fell on its face. (laughs) Beautiful Creatures, Northern Lights, Stardust, 
Eragon, Matilda, Shadowhunters, City of Bones, or The Wizard of Oz. I wonder how we ended up with 13 books. I think we were just like, I'm ready to move on to a second season. Well. Oh, hang on. I'm sure Brad has a... What's the rationale behind that? I mean, I'm not saying this was intentionally done, but we did do a season on uh, fantasy, which is closely related to the genre of supernatural, and 13 Mm. is an unlucky number. (laughs) Great! (laughs) I'm so glad. Yeah. Shall we... Without further ado, just jump right in. Just it. jump right in to best addition to storyline. I'm like holding my notebook up so that I'm blocking her notebook because she won't hold up fine, her notebook. Fine, fine, I'm holding it up. All right, relax. Thanks. That's all I ask. No, it's fine. Relax. All right, so I think um, we should talk about a couple things first. Yes. What were the criteria you used to judge the this this category? Honestly, I was looking through the film list and. At trying to remember aspects of each film that jumped out at me that weren't from the book. Great. And do you have any nominations you'd like to put forward? Uh, no, you just have one for all the categories? No, no, no. I have uh, multiple for this one. Oh, great. So what um, nominations did you did you write down in your thought process thinking? I wrote down The Neverending Story and Beautiful Creatures. And what editions were you wanting to... Oh, I see. Sorry, we're debating. My apologies. So, The Neverending Story. I had two things. Um, um, the Neverending Story song. The Neverending Story. Because ah. obviously that isn't from the book, but I think it's historic now. Um, and also the bit in The Neverending Story that always makes you laugh where he initially is hiding in the attic. And he pops down and he like kicks something open with the door. Or he grabs something with his hand. What is that? We watched it and you were like, oh, I love it. Like, I love what does that. Like, he popped his head out or something of a doorway. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Is this, is this when he, he like, he goes into the attic and then, and then he real like, he unlocks the door, goes into the attic, shuts the door, and then he just pops his hand and you see his hand reach around <laughs> and unlock the key. Yes. Because he's yes. left it on the outside. Yes. That is a good moment. That's what I wrote. Uh, you wrote it down even though you couldn't remember exactly Yeah, but I just was. remember your reaction was so pure joy. Fantastic. We did and, a great job writing these categories. Oh, we absolutely did. And we've obviously done this before. Um, and for um, Beautiful Creatures, I'm looking at my notes even though I didn't write it down, it's just from my memory. Uh, the addition just of Emma Thompson playing the character that she did, I just thought oh, oh. she was great. Just the casting? Yep. Okay, great. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm very loose with what this category means. I'm going to put forth, um, it's just that addition is a word that I don't know how, like, okay, so the, so what I'm going to do <laughs> is I've put the music for Ellen Enchanted. Uh, okay. Which I chose, but it's hard because Ellen Enchanted as an adaptation of a book, of the book, uh, by Gail, Gail Carson Levine is terrible. And it's you just like that it was pop music, but I just I enjoyed it. Like I'm down to hear Anne Hathaway sing. Um, help me find somebody to love. I actually thought about that as well for the edition. Uh, so that's funny that you said that. Yeah, it had a, it had a Shrek esque aspect to it. Indeed. Um, I also put the music for the Wizard of Oz because I do think that that is integral to the Wizard of Oz's success. And yes. I mean. Somewhere Over the Rainbow is considered one of the greatest songs of all time. So, 
and I also put Galinda because Galinda isn't expressly a t- like character in the book. Uh, it's just the Witch of the North. And yeah, there's two witches in the book, right? Yeah, and like two good ones. I mean, sorry. I like Galinda as a character because she becomes Galinda mm. in the stage Glinda. musical. Galinda, it's Galinda. Sorry, but then it becomes Galinda. You need help to be popular. Yeah, uh, and I mean, we wouldn't have the stage musical or the adaptation. Yeah, the book adaptation. Um, okay, well, I did without Galinda. So yeah, are we voting on this? Yeah, we are. But I have one more. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize you had so many. And then I wrote <laughs> Viola Davis's character in Beautiful Creatures because her character is, an act, is actually an amalgamation of two characters from the book, the, the maid and the librarian. And thank God that was all wrapped up into one character who was a librarian and not a maid. We talked about this. We, we did. read sorry. her interview. It was no, great. No, sorry. Yeah. Even though you said Beautiful Creatures, for some reason Shadowhunters... Popped into, into your mind, mind. you were like, Viola Davis. She yeah. wasn't in that. Uh, yeah, but not 100%. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm ready to vote. You're ready to vote? Is that how we're doing this? Well... How do you want us to decide what, what wins? Because we have You can six, tell we've thought through this We so have much. six categories, and we're already... Arma Trudeau. That's her character's name. Yeah. Uh, okay, alright, 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 alright. Well, Brie was worried we wouldn't be able to fill this out, and I was like, we are easily going to be able look, to talk about this look, for an okay. hour. So, um, can we, how about we eliminate? Well, I, I agree with your, like, what I think we should do is just because we both said the same thing, that should automatically win. Like, even though I didn't write it down, in my mind, I thought about addition, the best addition, I thought of the Ella Enchanted song and just the singing. In Ella Enchanted. In Ella Enchanted specifically. And you wrote that down. So I feel like that means it wins. Yeah. But I mean... We can do it a different way. No, no, no. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But I was skeptical to put music down anyway because you can't have music in a book. Like they adapted High School Musical to a book. Why? <laughs> um, I read From Rufio to Zuko by Dante Basco. And he writes rap and poetry and okay but poetry and, and rap are different things sure but it's you can it's rap is music uh-huh and it's in a book sure you just sing it in your head when you read it fine how would you like to decide who wins you want to do elimination um okay you, I'll, you have to eliminate one of mine then oh here's the end emma thompson the never-ending story song and the never-ending story boy hand Boy hand moment. Uh... No, I think you're right. Let's just go with Ellen Johnson music. Okay. All right. So the winner of Best Edition 2 Storyline is the music that was added to the Ellen Enchanted film. I guess, I guess, like, just to seal that seal that deal for my brain yep uh, is that <laughs> i see that you're struggling with this i really am um is that relax you got to lick all the rules baby <gasps> let, let it flow <laughs> um uh without the music the yellow chanted ad- adaptation might have been a contender for worse adaptation for oh me. yeah 100 percent, 100 no the music um, it makes it passable. Yeah. No, it really does. It really does. Awesome. Moving okay. on to uh, our second category we are discussing. Worst aging of characters. I feel like you and I are going to say the same thing. Do you want to try it? Yeah, so maybe we should do it on three. 
One, two, three. Percy Jackson! And he's alive. <laughs> How long was that? Seven minutes. That's crazy, man. How do you do it? I don't know. I just like being in water. I specifically wrote Ty, Percy Jackson 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have... Uh... Percy Jackson in other categories. So, uh, I, but I also just in general wrote Percy Jackson. We discussed it in the episode, but we'll just bring it up again. It is absurd the way that they aged up the characters in Percy Jackson to the age of high schoolers because it means you cannot get the emotional connection and age and growth and development that you get, such as in the Harry Potter films. I know that J.K. Rowling is obviously a person. Um, not everyone is happy with it at the moment, you know. Including us. Including us. We are lesbian women um, who, you know, obviously support transgender rights. I was say, that needs to be added, because yeah, it that, does. That, no, it does. J.K. Uh, Rowling, get your shit together. <laughs> but I'm separating the artist from the art. Harry Potter was um, objectively a very big success. Yes. And they missed And J.K. Rowling is objectively in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we're saying is Harry Potter, uh, Percy Jackson could have gotten to that level as well if they hadn't fucked it up. Like they did. Mm. Mm. Does any, do you mm. want to say anything more to that? Was it, did you nope, get... that's great. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, um, so the next one we're going to do is best imagination brought to life. So this is just, yes. you know, like I said, world building. So what are the, some of the um, um, considerations you made in trying to, to determine who the winner was? I really thought about if the film captured what I wanted to see when you read a book and you imagine it in your mind, what kind of um, imagery did you want? Want did you want the magic of cinema to bring to life? Absolutely. Yeah, that's because that's that, I think that's specifically why I called it best imagination brought to life when writing the the category. Yeah. 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 I only have one. Um, I have three. Okay, you go first. Okay, and we'll see if I have. Uh, you're one. I'll tell you why. So I would say my third place contender mm. is a never-ending story. Okay. And that's because I think that the costume design, practical effects used in the first in the first film are incredible. And I think yes. they did a really good job at capturing the imagery. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Especially for the time it was made. Yeah, Amazing. absolutely. Amazing. Stunning. And I mean, Falcor. Mm. Falcor! Beautiful. Stunning. Mm. Stunning. Yes. Stunning. Next option. Sorry. Um, Sorry. But... The second half of the book is completely cut out of the film, so... Yes! And the second film is garbage. Yeah, yes. And then the third one has got, um... What's his face? J- Jack. Jack Black. The third one has got oh, yeah, Jack, yeah. One, of the, one of the meanies. Ah! Oh. That's so funny. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that. The, my second place contender mm. is The Wizard of Oz. Mmm, Valid. Because it's, I mean, the Wizard of Oz, uh, the Munchkins, yeah, I the Yellow Bird Road, Emerald City, like all of it, so yeah. good. Yeah, I consider both. Of I these. don't think you're gonna agree with my first place. Oh wow, choice. Okay. Uh, okay. So my first place choice mm. is controversially the Northern Lights. I don't agree. You're absolutely right. So no, no to that. But I no. <laughs> Listen to me. The one thing I felt mm. they did really well was the character costume design. If you if you think I love about the it, glimpse. Yeah, but like think think about the way the golden compass looks. Think yeah. about the costuming that Lyra wears. Mm. Think about um uh Yorick. Think about his armor. 
Yeah, no. Anyway, mm. my okay. best imagination brought to life uh, was The Princess Bride. I didn't even consider it. Fascinating. I don't know how we're going to decide this. Um, Northern Lights is off the table. <laughs> um, okay, sell me on The Princess Bride. I just feel like it really was a magical story. Like, even though, like, it was a bit corny, that's what made it so fun. And to me... I am not contesting that it's a magical story or that it was a good adaptation. It is. But when I think about world building, which is, you know, and, and things that I had to imagine and then see it brought to life on the screen and be like, yes, it's exactly how I saw it. It's exactly, you know, what I imagined. Mm. I, I need something that's a little bit more complicated. All right. All in right. terms of, like, fantasy. Like, The Princess Bride is absolutely fantasy, but... Here is my... I understand. Here is my supporting... I guess there's the... Um, the... Extraordinarily large rat thing. <laughs> which is... Pretty good. I can't remember what they're called. There's an, an F. Yeah, there's an acronym. It's all right. We did that one months ago. Literally. Um, I support your nomination for The Wizard of Oz for Best Imagination Brought to Life. I guess we ha- like, this is how we really need a tiebreaker here. Um, well, no. There's only the two of us. I know. but like, Just, I just the two of us. I just wish that we did have a tiebreaker because I feel like it would make it a little bit easier. But bear with we- me. I am definitely stalling for time right now. <laughs> we discussed having a tiebreaker, but the issue was... They didn't read the book We and didn't the movie, have a third person who's read every book and watched every film so that they <laughs> discussed because we're not in a polyamorous relationship as of yet. Oh, are you seeing what Mike said? I'm seeing what Mike said because he's the only person who commented on our post. And, and he put it. the never-ending story. And that's what you put? Yeah. What, there's two for Wizard of Oz, two for never-ending story. That yes, doesn't help. There wasn't a tiebreaker. Great. No. Okay. We appreciate you, Mike. We do. We're supposed to. Oh, it doesn't okay. matter. He's not supposed I'll... to say that because I'm going to announce at the end that he's getting a prize. Well, you can just cut that part out because it didn't help anyway. No, I think it's funny content. Then, with a drum roll that doesn't need to be there, The Wizard of Oz. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could. I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. Yes. Because I've seen them all and he hasn't seen them all. Okay. I just think that, um, what was his? Do you know what, do you know what really kicks me about The Wizard of Oz? What? The emerald glasses with the keys at the back. Yeah, And I the porcelain yeah. town. Was, what was the one... You both see the never ending story. Yeah. I just hated that it was only half the book. No, I completely agree with you. The yeah. second half of the part was a little bit more. Yeah, but I would have loved to. I, would I have... just moved my hands up and down because yeah, it's like a little that. bit fluid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit. Anyway, all right. Surrealistic. Yes. It's right. really difficult to capture. Yes. Okay, so the winner of Best Imagination Brought to Life was The Wizard of Oz. Congratulations. Strong contention for the Northern Lights. I stand by what I said. That's fine. It's not getting it. Okay. So these this is the big kahunas right now. Yes, the final three categories coming up. Best casting for the protagonist. Yeah, I think this is an important category. This is a very important category. I put down three options. I'm, we didn't discuss this previously, but I'm glad Brianna and I both... I put, put down multi- three options multi- Multiple well. options. We didn't discuss whether or not we were allowed to do that, but we were just like, I can't decide. All right, but, your nominees. My nominees... 
best Which actor and actress's names? If you give me a moment. Maybe I'll go first while you just sort that out. Okay, yeah. my nominees are Alden Ehrenreich in Beautiful Creatures as the main boy toy whose name is Ethan? Ethan? Ethan Waite. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich in Beautiful Creatures as Ethan Waite. And then Mara Wilson as Matilda in Matilda. And Carrie Elwes and Robin Wright, who I think equally are both the protagonists of The Princess Bride. And I'm still being quiet. This is such a good song. Man, I love to sing. Won't you sing along? If you know the words, give me a shout. Cause you really know what I'm thinking about. Here we go. Alright, she's ready! <laughs> uh, my nominations for Best Protagonist were Barrett Oliver as Bastion Balthasar Bucks in The Neverending Story, um, Carl Elves. Elwes. Elwes and Robin Wright as Wesley and Buttercup from The Princess Bride. And Mara Wilson from Matilda. Okay. So we have two that match. We do. We have Matilda. I'm just going to right now and cross out 100% Balthazar Buck's guy because we discussed at length how he was improperly cast because he wasn't chubby and short. Yeah, I just thought he was so cute. I also thought he was All cute. Right, yeah, fair enough. Crossing that one out. Great. So now, okay. Okay. Sure. Um, I want to put forth a wee plea for Alden Ehrenreich because we just, I rewatched the trailer right before this and I just thought, gosh, uh, his voice and internal monologue just matched up so close in my head between the character and the book. Um, although I would say that he's funnier, but that has more to do with his script writing than um, than anything. Mm. And I just think he he really suited suited the role. Uh, Maddie seems unconvinced. I just uh, I don't it's know. hard because I feel like we're discriminating against these films because we didn't really like the books of films, and that's how I felt about Northern Lights, which is like you know we love the book, but you know what I mean. And I'm just trying to I'm trying to be real honest about what films did really 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 well. I appreciate that about you. One of the reasons we are married, one of the reasons I married you was because you literally helped me have a better moral compass and you're all about equality and equity. I appreciate that. I just... uh, uh, I'm having this conversation in my head because I'm like, yeah, but the character's annoying. It's like, yeah, but the character from the film does suit the character in the book. Yeah, exactly. Sure, but, but... Is he strong enough to beat out Matilda or the Princess Bride as far as protagonist is the question. Because I would say he is not. I would make an argument that he could beat out Mara Wilson from Matilda. I think she does a stunning job. Mm. You know that I do. But if I think about the illustrations in the book, I picture somebody a little bit mousier. Yeah, younger. Yeah, with longer hair and a pointier nose. Yeah, she's a bit too cute. She is. Yeah, I can see you know? that. All right, all right, all right. Oh, man, you're going to convince me, aren't you? You're going to um, drag me away. And I guess my reasoning for contending them against Carrie Elwes and Robin Wright, no, nah, it's no question. They have to win. Yeah, they have to win. They have to win. I mean, from the chemistry that they... And, and Carrie Elwes, I mean, really crushed it. To be fair, Robin Wright also definitely crushed it. Yeah. But I don't think she's given as much to work with because her character isn't terribly in-depth. Yeah. Yeah, Nope. 
I think the Princess Bride. I know who you are. Your cruelty reveals everything. You're the Dread Pirate Roberts. Admit it. With pride. What can I do for you? You can die slowly, cut into a thousand pieces. Yes. Yeah, but I think I think we put some good 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 nominations, and I think that all of the films and books included, actors and actresses mentioned, should feel a certain sense of pride at being nominated for one of these awards. I mean, it is an esteemed award to be mentioned on our podcast. <laughs> it absolutely is. So, uh, congratulations um, to the Princess Bride for winning that category, best casting for the protagonists. I just want to accept this award on behalf of uh carrie elwes and robin wright as they couldn't join us today mm, unfortunately they are still in lockdown um <laughs> and international and the borders of new zealand are still closed otherwise they would have loved to have been here absolutely we talked with them personally on the phone and um and i think they would be so touched to be accepting this award and they would thank ourselves uh maddie and i for running this podcast and for coming up with the award and the countless hours we spent in planning at this award ceremony and they would also thank uh the actors actresses and film crew lighting technicians director and scriptwriter uh of the film but mostly they'd like to thank themselves and their incredible acting ability and superior genetics uh as they were both incredibly attractive human beings <laughs> wow Moving on to our second to last category, worst film adaptation. This is a big one. I almost wonder if we shouldn't do best film adaptation. Right? You know? Because it, right. it's a little bit, it's a little bit to be the worst, you know? Yeah, no, it really is. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, scratch that. Best film adaptation. I only, on three. I only wrote one. I only wrote one. Oh, shit. All right. One, two, two three. three. The, the Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. What have I done? Ow. Oh. Never a question in my heart. No, How could you go wrong having the author of the book write the screen screenplay? Screenplay. I mean, honestly. Yeah, I think it's so funny looking back and having the DVD in my parents' collection for over a decade, and I'm just looking at the cover, thinking, "What the fuck is this movie about?" and I never watched it, and then the first time I watched it with you, I was not prepared for it to be a spoof. It was mocking the genre, and so I didn't really know what to think about it. And then reading the book, and then watching the film, and researching it, and I was like, fuck, this is genius. It's be- so good. And it's, yeah, so. I'd like to um, thank Mrs. <laughs> Johnson. Uh, my seventh grade algebra teacher for playing it at the end of year after we'd finished our lessons. Thank you so much for teaching me algebra. I went on to do very well in calculus and I just want you to know I did consider a career in engineering before deciding that um, I liked the son as the engineer who who visited our class told us we would never see it. Um, so, But thank you, thank you because you did introduce me to algebra and also uh, to this this movie. Thank you, Mrs. Johnson. I, I know like, you're listening. I was like, is this an English class? And you're like, no, it was just No, the no, end my of math year. teacher. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I got it. All right. Congratulations, um, The Princess Bride for winning Best Film Adaptation. Now, our final category of the evening. There have been some contenders. This is a category that is hard to win, but we will find one. The worst film 
adaptation. So you said you had two for this one. I have three. You have three? Yes. Do you have one? I have one. Amazing. All right. Well, you keep that a secret. Mine are as follows. <laughs> in order from most likely to least like least likely to most likely to win, please. All right. In third place, my nomination is Shadowhunters, City of Bones. It just started off so strongly and then I got real pissed off as the film continued and it just went downhill and I think that that just stayed with me really viscerally. Sure. Number two, Sea of Monsters, Percy Jackson. I don't understand. I mean, they must have known the franchise was going under to have the fight with the ultimate villain in the second book rather than the fifth. And that's just obscene. And in first place as my nomination... Northern Lights. Interesting. Yes. I, obviously, we've talked about this a bit already in the episode, but I... You didn't even pick mine. Yeah, I, I could tell by your reaction. Uh, don't, don't tell me, don't tell me. No, I just, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you my category. This is my criteria. I had two criteria. Okay. It had to, A, be the worst adaptation. Like, t- just just completely miss the point of the book. Okay. Be a terrible adaptation. All right. Don't but just... two, it also had to be a terrible movie that I would never, I'd, for any reason endure again okay don't t- i want to look at the list again and try to guess what yours is and if i look at the three movies that you suggested yes selected all of them had i no knowledge of the book i might enjoy in and of themselves as a film i disagree i feel like if i didn't know about the book i would unless i was like maybe 12 i would enjoy them but as an adult now but even then yes Okay, so you're okay. So I passed self enjoyment. All right, what on a, this list. Okay, which deserves to never be watched again. All right, all right. Okay, it's not that one. So bad, not that one. That it's the only film you've ever stopped watching. Oh! <laughs> I forgot. It. I don't know why. I must have how just, you skipped over. I just skipped over it. Maybe my mind hates it so much. I didn't even see it on the list. Mm. Oh my god. Of course, Brianna has chosen Aragorn without me even looking. I just... There was a time when the world lived in peace, protected by warriors astride mighty dragons. They are nothing but stories now. Yeah, I... no, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, right. you know the life is bad, but if you had no knowledge of the book, yeah. you'd probably enjoy the film. Yeah, no, of course, and your rationale, it's the only film in the history of my life that I've ever stopped watching because it was so bad. Of course it loses. Yeah. Of course. Of course. That was a dramatic way to reveal that. Congratulations. Aragon for winning the worst film adaptation. Yeah. I mean, it's just not fun to watch as a film. And no, it's, it's not fun to watch as an adaptation of the book. to many groups of people. Um, it completely misses the point of the strong female characters. Completely misses the point of the entire uh, race. Relationship between Aragon and Sephira. Yep, and the race of people who um, have hidden inside of the mountain and they have limited resources. And yet, in the film, they have shining armor and there is sunlight coming in. Even though later on, Aragon says, I've missed the sunlight and the feel of wind mm. 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 yeah no 100% that is a uh, super shit it's a super shit movie and it's a shame because the inheritance cycle while a bit convoluted is a really fun journey and yes it's a lot like the Star Wars saga but so many things are so that is not a fault that I think should 
I agree. Because... Like, I just think it's a great entry level into the fantasy genre, and I think that, like, people have compared it to Star Wars and said that that makes it a weak series. But, I mean, who wouldn't want to see Star Wars with dragons? Yeah, you know? exactly. That's that's not an insult. It's not. Yeah, no. Okay, amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess my brain just, like, blacked out the word or something. I just want to say, I love this podcast. <laughs> Like, I just want to I don't say. care if I I don't care how many people listen to it. I love reading the books. I love discussing the adaptations. I feel like I take a closer look at the books and the film adaptations than I ever would. Or I mean I would. But like mm. not maybe for all of them. And uh even though there have been some tough books to get through and there still are some tough books to get through. Mm. Coming up, I yes. think <laughs> Uh, it's funny that it was self-inflicted as well like we picked the books and then we I know <laughs> uh, but I think if we but this season but, is not going to be like that no, this season no but also we can't have gems every time because no. that's not interesting except for this season I think we're going to have gems oh yes time. you've gotten rid of some that's right that's right no we are going but I mean even then like I just think we're in for like the the next season if you don't already know is strong female well, it's just female-led, and we're talking and discussing about what makes a strong female character, and it's uh, it's 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 going real great. Yeah, we're we're yeah we're um we're having a good time. I'm enjoying how different it is from doing a fantasy season. I think um, we've already recorded two episodes and had some great guests on, and I'm super stoked about the conversations that we've had. And I think it's going to be a season that resonates with us on many levels, and I hope. Um, it does with you too it's to, bringing to the all audience. the things that I love together it's bringing acting, literature film, feminism Talk, intersectional talking. feminism <laughs> talking, all together yeah, no, I mean, the only way it would be better is if I guarantee that a cup of coffee would be in my hand while recording every episode well we, you can, you just make one yeah but it's nighttime right now and I can't drink coffee right now no yeah, I often think about that when I'm coming home from work, I'm like I would love a cup of our coffee at home but that's impractical. No, I feel you, babe. I used to hate coffee, and then I met Brianna, who was drinking six a day, and I showed her the light. Well, you know, you know, some we, some I was... partners convert their partners to religion, and I converted my partner to the only religion that <laughs> I feel is worth following, and that is the religion of coffee. I coffee. feel like we've balanced each other out, though, because I went from having none, and you were having six, and now we have one or two a day each. Honey, I work at a coffee shop. You don't know how many coffees I drink. I know you do because it's my when you secret. when you have too many, you come home with a bellyache. You don't know that. She's lying. <laughs> don't listen to her. But she's, she's a naysayer. I, she's not a true believer. <laughs> she's not a true believer. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying though. Like I love that we have started this um, for ourselves. A huge reason was because I wanted to be motivated to read more books. It's always something that I loved doing as a kid and as an adult. It's really easy to make excuses and say that you've got something more important to do. But for me now, I can't imagine not always reading a book. Mm. Like, I love how I've been exposed to so many different ideas and ways of thinking. And I think it is so good for you to read something that might not be a normal genre that you'd read or has a different opinion from yourself because that is how you learn how to critically analyze and think and make informed decisions. Absolutely, babe. Couldn't have said it better. You know how <laughs> yeah. I feel about storytelling. I know you do. I know you do. But yeah, you're, of course you're an English major. But I just, yeah, I, I agree that like it's awesome that we have listeners and we really appreciate you and we hope that we give you something and we hope that you enjoy our conversations. But yeah, it's awesome that it's for us as well. Mm. And I think that's really cool. So... 
uh, in saying that, in we have another this, award to give away. We do have an award, and I to sort give of away. spoiled it. You did, but that's all but right. But this, this podcast does have spoilers. Spoiler alert! But yes, I don't know if we can say this like a pretense to all our episodes, but spoilers for everything. I mean, I did say Mike, but there are a lot of Mike, so maybe this Mike doesn't know that this is an award. Yes. Well, I'm going to say now. So. Um, we did a prize running um, for this episode of Oscars for our season one, um, and the winner of a book um, of his choosing from any um, either season one either or season, season one, two, correct? Um, is Mike knows noise noise is what I would noise. We should know. We should know. I'm sorry, Mike. He's our friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, you know who you are. Um, the wonderful we'll Mike. We'll be in touch. Yep, you. We will send you a list. We have not revealed um, what books are we are covering in our second season. I so was just thinking that we should definitely uh, post that soon. Yes. Ah. But I was saying. Sorry. Sorry. That Mike will be the first to know as like an extra fun reward. Oh, I'll just thought maybe I'll post it like tomorrow. No, because I'm gonna do the Oscars one, and that will be on Sunday, and then. After that, I'll be like, this isn't it? Because oh, okay. it's still going okay, 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 okay. to be too rich. I know, but it's still too rich from the Oscars. Okay. This is what a domestic dispute sounds like. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, that's, uh, yeah, no, that's great. Yes, um, that but is great. Mm. we can release what the first episode will be. Yes, so, first episode of season two. Fem- first episode. <laughs> Female-led literature and film. You is- might even call her the first lady, except she's not. Because she's a felon. Sure, she's the first lady of poker. Yes, she is! Hey! It's Molly's Game by the one and only Molly Bloom! <laughs> this is a funny time to take. Yeah, I had not heard of Molly Bloom previously, but reading Molly's Game has been really fun. I, You know, surprisingly, I wasn't tuned in to the world of underground poker. No, but it's like it's so odd that we didn't know considering how high stakes and scale it was. Like, sure. so many famous people, business people, like, but but in reality... I mean, I was pretty much in my own little world when this story came to light. 100%. And also, in reality, this there were so many decisions of the world that the majority of people, 99% of people, do not get to be involved in. It yeah. is the elite of the elite. The only way I would have heard about this is if it was in one of my Cosmo magazines. <laughs> Yet it wasn't. Yet it wasn't. Yes. So, uh, that's right. Um, two weeks after this Oscar episode's airs, we will be releasing our first episode of season two, Molly's Game. Season two. Congratulations, my love. And making it to season two. Congratulations. I, I'm having a good time. I'm appreciating the change of genre and also what we've decided to cover. I'm currently reading... Oh, should I say? Well, oh, you're the one who wants to do it. We'll just leave it. We'll, we'll just, just leave, leave it. it. We'll leave it. So we hope that you're taking care of yourself. We um, support diversity. <sighs> we hope that you're taking care of yourself. We hope that you're fighting the good fight. And if you are fighting the good fight and you're feeling a little worn down, make sure you take some self-care because that's an important part of continuing to fight the good fight in the fight for equal justice for all. That's right. We're here to make you laugh, but we're also here to support you. So, you know, reach out. If you need a friend, we're progressive people. We're basically, my, my belief system is as long as you're not hurting anyone else, you can do whatever you like. We are Liz, Liz, liberal, liberal lesbian feminists. <laughs> yeah, vegans. So, we're liberal lesbian feminist vegans. Yeah, we couldn't be more left. Anyway, 
that doesn't matter. Unless we were left-handed, hey! which we're not. No, but the best people are. Yeah. Mm. Mm, that's why there's less of them, because they're the best of us. You're simply the best! You're better than all the rest! This is just what we do all the time. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> all right, thank you for listening to our Oscars episode I've been Brianna. I've been Maddie. Hope you enjoyed season one of Chapter One, Take Two. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can email us at chapter one, take two at outlook.com. And Brianna wants to add something. I was going to say, our Twitter handle is at ch1tk2 if you're looking for us. Everywhere else, we're at chapter one, take two. Yes, written out. I realized that it might not be clear the other day because it could be oh, yes. chapter, chapter one, one, the word chapter O N E. And, and then, then chapter T- take two, T- then word <laughs> T-W-O. That. And we actually have to say that because both of them have homonyms. Homonym. Homonyms. Yes. Homonyms. Take care. We will see you again Homonyms. soon. And we hope you have enjoyed this episode, chapter one, take two. Catch you later. Bye-bye. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs>